Hello and welcome to Rebounding Faith. I'm Gina Ferrari. I'm Kristen Corona. And I'm Catherine Baer. When walking in faith seems impossible and you can't see the purpose in your pain, we are here to help you find hope in the struggle. Welcome to Rebounding Faith. I hope everyone's having a great week so far. This is Kristen, and I'm here with Catherine, Gina, and this is a bonus episode. Like we said, we've been doing every other week, but we uh, definitely did not feel like we could skip over Easter. So we are two days away from Good Friday and four days away from Easter, and we're so excited to talk about a couple of things today. First, we wanted to, when we started talking about this episode, we started we ended up like brainstorming for an hour, like what, like what does the word Easter even mean, and how did the bunny get involved? Yeah, and what's up with the eggs, and like what's the correlation with the resurrection? Kind of wanted the Christ. secular view because we know the biblical story, right? So yeah. we wanted yeah. to get an idea. Like how did the bunny the get secular, involved yeah, in right. all of this? So we actually are going to talk through that because we learned a lot, mm-hmm. and then we want to get into just the evolution of our own spiritual connection with what Easter maybe meant to us as kids and now what it means to us as adults. Um, So let's get into this right away. I'm super pumped to be talking with you guys about this. Um, So let's start with Easter. The word Easter. Yes. Where did it come from? How is it associated with the resurrection of Christ? Catherine, I know you have some thoughts here. Yes. Take it away. So what I found, you guys, is the naming of the celebration as Easter, in quotes, actually goes back to uh, pre-Christian. And there was a goddess in England named Eostre, E-O-S-T-R-E, And this goddess, she was celebrated at the beginning of spring. And so this was very common in Jesus's day. Everybody knew about Eostre. And so the only reference, though, to this goddess comes from the writings of a British monk. This is how we're learning about this. And he wrote this in the early 8th century. And I just want to read this really quick because I think it's super insightful. He wrote that the month in which English Christians were celebrating the resurrection of Jesus had been called Eostermonoth, probably butchered that (laughs) name, but anyway, in Old English. And this refers to a goddess named Eostre. And even though Christians had begun affirming the Christian meaning of the celebration, they continued to use the name of the goddess to designate the season. So Easter kind of stuck. They shortened it to that. It was something that they were already aware of. It was the time of year. And so I think they just assigned that name, kind of stuck, and then attached their own meaning to it. Huh. That's really interesting. Yeah, I did not know Never really thought about that. Okay, so how'd the bunny get involved? Yes. When did the bunny make an entrance? So about (laughs) 3,000 years ago. Okay. And it started with the hair. Like the tortoise, tortoise. H A R E. H A R E. Okay. And the hair symbolized death and rebirth. Oh, at this point in time. So, and there was an association with death and rebirth that kind of started correlating more towards rabbits. So they mm-hmm. moved away from the hare and more rabbits. And actually, for a long time, rabbits were depicted on gravestones huh. in the Greek-Roman world. So early Christians appropriated the rabbit as a symbol on their gravestones as well. And this represented death and rebirth. Or, in the Christian sense, resurrection. Yeah. 
So it was interesting. I never really thought about like how, like where did the word Easter come from? And like I said, how'd the bunny get involved? But there really is symbolism there mm -hmm. that is tied to totally. the resurrection. Yeah, I was just kind of thought like, Americans like we do, we just kind of threw in some party favors and Easter egg hunts. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Fake green stuff, grass. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm yeah. sure we probably did to oh, some yeah. extent. Mm -hmm. But there really is symbolism there, which I yep. thought was really great. <laughs> Fun little facts. Thanks, yeah, ladies. Exactly. So I, I thought it might be fun to talk about just Easter in general and how we viewed Easter when we were younger mm. and how we might look at Easter now as adults. Mm -hmm. So let's start with when we were younger, like any sort of memories that you guys could conjure up of what Easter meant to you when you were a kid? I can start. Okay. I, well, I grew up in Colorado. So spring is kind of a deal. Like here in California, spring is not so much, right? We, but we don't have seasons. Yeah, so much. we really don't have seasons here. But in Colorado, we had hardcore seasons. So everybody was always excited for spring, but spring doesn't really arrive until May, more or less. So sometimes we'd be blessed with great weather, other times not. But I can remember and recall, you just adapt to the weather, right? So we would always still do Easter egg hunts and fun stuff. But I have one fun memory from kindergarten. I was telling Kristen this, that um, they sent us out to recess, I guess it was. And we came back and there were all these like bunny prints in white, like powder all mm -hmm. over the, the classroom. And I just remember how excited we were to see that he was here and he left this stuff and we missed him. I can't believe it. I just remember. Oh, it's funny when you remember him, back. I Santa Claus too. I know. <laughs> how does this keep happening? How does this keep happening? So I must have the worst luck ever. So I can actually just remembering that memory like conjures up all this excitement from when we were yeah. little. And yeah, I just remember that. How about you, Gina? You know, we just had the traditional kind of dye eggs together and make them different colors and half and half. And and then, you know, the Easter egg hunt, we did that. And I was always like wanted to find the eggs, but I my brother and sister actually ate the hard boiled eggs and I have never been a big fan, still not. Um, but yeah, so it was just a regular traditional kind of fun Easter egg hunt kind of thing. I have a question. Mm. So I understand how the rabbit got involved, but why is a rabbit bringing eggs? A rabbit doesn't lay eggs. <laughs> it just occurred to me. like uh, That seems like a little bit of a disconnect Back there. Back during the Greek-Roman times, they did lay eggs. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> how did I miss that oh, one? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So speaking of Easter egg hunts, yeah. I mean... Sadly enough, I would say this was probably the thing that like stood out the most to me as a kid. <laughs> I, I I understood the general concept of Easter and that we were celebrating the resurrection of Christ. Mm -hmm. But what was more fun to me as a kid was the Easter egg hunt. Uh -huh. oh, yeah. My brother and I are super competitive. We would wake up and run all around the house to try and find all the eggs. And that was always really fun. But I wish, I, I, I so wish we could phone my grandmother to tell this story because it's way better than what I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> but there, my, I have six aunt and uncles on my mom's side. So we would always go up to our cabin, all the grandkids, mm -hmm. right? And um, we would have this big Easter egg hunt. 
but not the the hard boiled eggs like mm-hmm, you were talking mm-hmm. about, like the plastic eggs that all had a little something in it. Sometimes it was you know money or some candy or whatever. But there was one egg every year that just had a piece of paper in it that said winner. And if you got the winner, <laughs> you got this big old chocolate bunny yes. that my grandma was buying. Yes, like huge. Huge. It, people I mean, can't see how big your arms are. As a so, kid, yeah. it probably seemed like it was three feet, but right. in reality, probably yeah. a foot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was big. And I yeah. wanted that so bad. Was it solid or hollow? Hollow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hollow. Um, I wanted that so bad. And every year, like, I was pretty fast. I'm pretty competitive. I'd go scoop up. Like, no question, more often than not, I had the most eggs. Uh-huh. I never got the winner. Who so, continued to win? Was there like one kid so in your random. family? There oh, was, so it's random. very random. My brother would probably say it was him. I doubt it. But <laughs> all of your cousins, but you. Yeah. Basically everyone. <laughs> and I mean, how many this kids? Went on. How many kids were there? Oh, gosh. We probably had 18 to 20. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Given so like your ages odds were kind of, it was tough. It was, yeah. was kind of like Hunger Games style. Yeah. Like the odds were, let, let the odds forever be yeah. in your favor. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like the but Hunger Games. But they weren't games. in Kristen's favor. So yeah. I kept playing every year. And there was kind of this unspoken rule that, like, you would get to a certain age where you were too old to play. Like yeah. trick-or-treating if you yeah. do that. Well, like, yeah. for me, it was I keep playing until I win the bunny. Like, however old I am, that's when I stop playing. And so you just knock over the little kids and... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You'd still be playing today. I, like, I know right? how I can win. If I get all the eggs, I will win. Um, and But then it got to the point where I was, like, so old that I was still playing that, like, some of my older cousins had kids. Oh, so now, like, their oh, kids now it's are just playing. embarrassing. Like, this isn't fair. You can't just add new people to this game. Did you at least give the little kids a head start? And I think... <laughs> Oh yeah, there was it was you went out of the cabin based on your age. So all the little kids got to go out oh, first. Oh my gosh. I think Kristen. I finally won when I was like twenty-one. Like it, oh, at that point everyone was like, just give it to her. They felt sorry for me. They're like, yeah. just let Kristen go out. They like switched it. They're like, let yeah. her go out early so she can find oh the egg. Gosh, so and funny. and paint it a color <laughs> golden. Yeah. They're like, winner, it's right here, Kristen. Come get this one. We feel sorry for you. Oh so, that's a great memory oh, though that, that had to be the best chocolate bunny you've ever had oh it was great they it last forever yeah i know <laughs> she still has it <laughs> i didn't even Got want a little it foot. It's like a trophy <laughs> right right I, know. I can't eat his ears now oh, oh that's so funny yeah i love that yeah some good memories for yes. sure obviously it's a lot different now as an mm-hmm. adult. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you guys think now that, you know, we're older? Mm-hmm. What's the significance of the holiday for you guys now? Yeah, it's, it is so different for me as a believer. You know, I, I look forward to Easter. I just, the whole meaning of it, the whole process that Jesus went through, this grueling, torturous process because he loved us so, so much that he was willing to endure the cross and everything that happened before that so that we could spend eternity with him. So for me, on Easter Sunday, we text one another and we'll say, he is risen. And then we text back, he is risen indeed. And that is just the most beautiful thing about Easter is knowing that he's not like all of these other gods that died and are still in the ground he rose 
and we will rise again and be with him for eternity. So that is Easter for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, for me, um, you know, Easter is very closely tied in with Good Friday, right? Without Good Friday, there would be no Easter. So for me, Good Friday is a really difficult holiday just to envision like what he had to go through and um, just submitting to God's Mm -hmm. will and going through that. And the, it wasn't just um, an execution, right? right? In that way, it was everything building up to that. It was the treatment by the Roman soldiers. It was the beating. It was the back and forth. It was the rejection by the people, right? To release um, the criminal of the day Mm -hmm. instead of him, right? And it was Pilate and going back and forth with Herod and back and forth. And it was just such a difficult thing to go through all of that. And then the beating and then carrying the cross and then the then the execution and the sacrifice. And so I just, that's really like, it touches me. um, It touches my heart. And so when I think about what he went through, going from the the night before the garden in Gethsemane, Gethsemane, there we go, um, all the way through to um, when he got up on the cross. And so that's hard. And so to go through that, it's always usually kind of a heavy day mm-hmm. for me. And then, um, but it's it's good to remember what it's for. And so I say that because there's a saying that I heard uh, recently, and it made a lot of sense, and it's relevant here, where if you're going through something difficult and trying, that may be, you know, you're Good Friday, right? For, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, you're going through a dark time. And knowing that Easter is coming on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So there's hope that that uh, God is with you. He will see you through. He is faithful. And just like he did on Easter, where that came three days later. Yeah. And I also think, too, you guys, just what the disciples must have been going through in those three days, too. Mm-hmm. That had to have been... Mm-hmm just heart-wrenching, right? Like it goes from Jesus going through that and um, being arrested and all of it. And Gina, you pointed out that only one of the disciples was there, and that was John. I just feel like Jesus had to, on top of enduring the crucifixion, he had to have just been so hurt Mm -hmm. that he looks down and only one of his closest friends are there. Right. And one of the seven statements that he made was, take care of my mother. Right. To yeah. the one John that right. was there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, um, I think about Good Friday, and that is a tough one. Mm. But then I think about Easter three days later and what it must have been like for Mary Magdalene to find the empty tomb, mm-hmm. to get there and he's not there. And what, one thing I love is that his clothes were folded up. Yes. I love that. Like Jesus is just neat. (laughs) You know, he's not a slob. It's not going to be on the ground or whatever. So I love that. So that there's hope and that he did rise and um, that he stayed around, right? For how long was it? It escapes me the time, but he had 500 people he had appeared to in that time. Mm So just a super powerful thing. And I want to just say that that to me represents life, freedom, hope, 
um, and that Jesus cared enough to not just go straight to heaven, but to wait and to check in on those that weren't even there for him, right? Yeah. When he was alone and on that cross. And I love so, that he, you yeah. know, when Thomas, doubting yeah, Thomas, right. he had no problem saying, here, yeah. you know, put your hand in my side yeah. where they pierced my yeah. side. Put yeah. your hand in my fingers. See this. Right. Show you who I am. And yeah. then Thomas could never deny yeah. that that is the risen God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's so. the the most special part. And it's it's kind of what I think of Easter now is really just like the combination of both of your guys' stories. Like mm-hmm. to me, it was like proof, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like you are exactly who you said you were. Mm-hmm. Right. And especially during a time when there were so many people posturing to be mm-hmm. king or be the Messiah and to... Um, out of ego and arrogance, like have people follow them by making all these false claims about who they were and what mm-hmm. they would do for them. And I think up up until that moment, up until the resurrection, I think a lot of people thought it was more of the same. Right. Mm-hmm. And to your point, Catherine, like the reason he stayed in so many people witnessed him after the resurrection and had moments with him and so many people wrote about it and those those documents made their way from person to person to person and were compiled like he almost had to do that so Mm -hmm. that people knew Mm -hmm. like the whole story and the details of the resurrection and him not being there and going into the tomb and his clothes being folded and other people seeing him and him saying fill my Mm set like there's so much evidence that's Mm -hmm. hard to argue with right it was just so validating that has just made its way through all of the years that to me it's a moment of relief of like Mm -hmm. okay what I believe in is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's powerful. That's right. way more powerful. powerful than any Easter egg hunt. Right. <laughs> right. Or bunny. Or bunny. Chocolate bunny. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just important for us to remember that and no matter how you celebrate Easter with your family or just taking the day to reflect on its importance, uh, we couldn't let this opportunity pass us by Um, being that we are a faith-based podcast, and not take this opportunity to celebrate, recognize, be thankful for Jesus, his sacrifice. And, you know, the other thing most importantly is that when Jesus was resurrected, he sent someone, the Spirit, right? Right. That is what lives with us every day. And I think about that, and I think about what life would be like if I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the feeling and emotions that are evoked through this process are just absolute gratitude and elation, I think, would be the two. And he overcame death Mm -hmm. and that promise that we will too and that we'll be together for eternity and that this little life is going to end and eternity will begin because of the sacrifice of the son. Right. Yeah. So that, ladies Mm. and gentlemen, is Easter, right? Put that in a basket. That's right. And hide it. But... Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I think it's going to be, um, it's going to be a great Easter 2022 and I'm just thankful this year. Maybe we can close. I know we did this in the Thanksgiving episode, but maybe just close with one thing that we're thankful for this Easter. What do you guys think? 
I am really, again, grateful for our listeners and that you guys tune in each week and that you're faithful to us. And we are going to do our very best to continue to bring you content that is relatable. um, That is definitely our heart's desire. Absolutely. I agree with you, Gina. I'll have that one and see you one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I agree. I am so thankful for our listeners and uh, just you guys at home. So thankful. And it has really um, given, been such a gift in my life to think about content to bring forth and ways to glorify God and to learn and to continue to grow. And so I am so thankful for that opportunity and, um, yeah, just to get to hang out with you guys more. Yeah. That's always a blessing. How about you, Kristen? I would say I'm most grateful for the hope, right? The mm. hope that you were alluding to that comes after your good Friday, mm. the hope that that Sunday will follow and I, I know that all three of us have things, you know, going on in our life that we're praying for and we're mm-hmm. praying for each other yes. and we're really hopeful. And I feel that I really, really, truly feel that in my soul and in my heart. And um, I hope that other people can feel that too. And I know this episode is filled, you know, with some laughter mm-hmm. and obviously mm-hmm. um, some serious tones as well relative to the impact that we feel like God has had in our life and and especially his resurrection. But yeah. I do I do feel um, and pray that people also feel hopeful yes. if they're in a place where they're maybe stuck mm-hmm. and they're struggling with their faith, mm-hmm. that they too can feel that sense of hope yeah. Yeah. Um, that Sunday's coming. That's right. Mm-hmm. And um, that it'll be a really, really good day. Yeah. Um, and I think of the acronym HOPE. If we mm-hmm. remember from that previous episode, hold on, pain ends. Mm-hmm. So if you just hold on until Sunday, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Easter, you guys. Yes. Happy Easter. We love you. And we will talk to you very soon. Have a rebounding week. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to like and subscribe to Rebounding Faith.